Hey, Rob. What do you think of our funky new football in Berkshire branding? They're great, Tom. Who's made them? They've been created by friend of FIB, Ellis Woods, who runs his own creative agency, Flair Media. He's heavily involved in grassroots football and kindly sponsors this very podcast. That's great. What else do they do? Well, it's funny you should say that, Rob. Ellis offers affordable digital marketing, digital and print branding like logos, banners, flyers and business cards, as well as website content creation and management. Go and have a look at flaremedia.online and tell Ellis we sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast with me, Tom Canning, and him, Rob Davis. This is our pub but not in a pub chat podcast we're doing daily to try and keep ourselves and all of you busy during the lockdown. You can see more podcasts from us by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. You can also follow us on Twitter at FI Berkshire and find out more at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Today, our very special guest is Slough Town Striker Dan Roberts, who joins us on the phone. Hello, Dan. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? I'm very well. I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Not too bad. Coping? <laughs> yeah, just about keeping myself busy day to day, <laughs> but, you know, sort of taking it day by day as it is. Um, I'm, I'm very happy I managed to get a striker in there because you've 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 raised this with me before. Where I keep putting you down as a winger, and um, I, I managed to get it. I managed to get it correct this time, which uh, I'm very pleased about. Um, so, how how are you doing? How was how was the the season was going? Seemed to be going very well for you. Um, a first season at the National League South level. Um, how how was it going? Yeah, I mean, probably probably better than I could have expected. If I'm honest with you. Um, Obviously, I came into the start of the season probably not expecting to play as much as I have done um, or having the sort of effect that I have. Um, but obviously, pre-season sort of went better than I expected and I did have a really good pre-season scoring three or four goals and getting a good amount of minutes. So that sort of put me into the, the vision of maybe playing more than I thought I would. Um, I know I had the three-game suspension at the start of the season from the... Uh, end of the last season for Windsor so obviously that wasn't wasn't ideal for me having done so well in pre-season and then obviously not being able to be chosen for the first day of the season but we sort of unfortunately had a pretty poor start to the season and lost all three games so that sort of maybe was a little bit of yeah. a little bit of a chance in the way of coming straight back in and sort of proving myself again which again I think I did I think I sort of performed well when I came back in and as I say the season sort of carried on from there really it's a it's a funny one because uh, I'd forgotten about that three match suspension because Rob and I saw you at the Hungerford game when um, it, it, it was it, yeah. it was one of those games where it, you just knew Slough were never going to get anything out of that game <laughs> they could have played on for for another another ninety minutes another hundred eighty minutes and I don't think it was just not going to be Slough's day that day. Um, Obviously, as you say, that kind of that that you had such a great season the season before with Windsor. Did it did it end a bit negatively with with that sort of sending off in the cup final? Can you talk yeah, about I mean, what I'm, happened there? Well, I mean, it wasn't ideal. Um, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I know we sort of started the game fairly well and ended up. I think it was two nil down when I got sent off. So yeah, we sort of found ourselves two nil down. Um, I I think probably about two or three minutes before the red card, I had a header that had come off the line that I was convinced was in. So that was sort of a situation where I looked at and thought, oh, everything's sort of going against us. This wasn't really how I pictured the last game for Windsor. Um, and then, yeah, the ball sort of had come from a goal kick, got flipped on by Gibbo. Um, and I've sort of, all I've done is turned and sort of lift, raised my foot to bring the ball down. And as they have, the Ascot 
um, defender sort of brought his head down to the ball. So, I mean, it looked bad. Um, I've seen obviously pictures and things like that, so you can't really get away from that. And as I said, I knew as soon as I did it, I thought I've got no chance of getting away with this one. So yeah, it, it was sort of a sour ending really because obviously I'd like to ideally got some silverware, won the won the game, and obviously got a trophy for Windsor to sort of see myself out, but it just wasn't the case. You had a, a pretty fantastic season with Windsor um, the season before. Um, well, to put that into context, I guess we've. Uh, where did you? Uh, um, where did you start your uh, uh, footballing journey in Berkshire, and how did you end up getting to Windsor? I mean, so I started at Bracknell Town, which a lot of people know. Um, I was sort of on the on the fringe of the first team for probably three or four years, I would say, from about sixteen, where I first sort of started on the bench, um, made a couple of appearances towards the end of games. Um, but to be honest, I spent a lot of my time at Bracknell playing with the under-23s, um, playing sort of under-21 and under-23 football, which it wasn't helping me at all. But I found myself sort of in my comfort zone. And that was obviously not a great place to be because I was sort of turning up every week and not feeling too challenged, sort of scoring one, two, three goals every weekend. And it wasn't a challenge for me. And at the time, I didn't necessarily see it, but I knew I needed to get out and play men's football. And I sort of put my sort of faith in Bracknell that my time would come and my chance would come in the first team, and it sort of never really did. So that's sort of what led me to come to the end of, I think it was an under-23 season where I scored just over 30 goals and thought, I need to really be doing this at a men's level. I was, I think, 19 mm. at that point. So ideally, I'd have liked to have done that a year earlier, but... I mean, these things happen for a reason. And as I say, it was sort of got to the point where people that I'd worked with before, especially through college and things, had said to me, look, you need to go and play men's football. No one's really going to take you seriously, if you like, until you have done it at a, a men's level. And that's sort of what pushed me towards leaving Bracknell and going towards Windsor. Um, I wanted to ask you about that kind of that time at, at Bracknell because it, it feels like you were you were in a slightly unfortunate position where there were there were two players ahead of you on on kind of either wing and up front because tra- you you got played a lot in when you did play in the first team you played on the wing which was where my yeah. kind of errors uh, kind of came into the thing but you had you had two lads on the wing uh, and two guys up front and and would you would you say it was it was sort of fair that you weren't getting a look in or do you think that there was there was opportunity because you did play in a, in a in a couple of games especially towards the end of the season um you you played a few more games yeah i mean in my opinion it was fair i was i was what 18 years old i had never played a men's football game i was unproven i hadn't proven that i could play at that level i hadn't proven that i could score goals at that level so you had two strikers in sort of ads and liam ferdinand who were players that had been at that level for probably two or three years ads longer um they'd scored a number of goals every season and they, they, they you knew that if you put them in they were going to do the job so for me it was sort of a case of i understand why i'm not playing but i know that i can be playing so it was it was a pretty sort of catch it was a very frustrating situation for me because as much as I wanted to be playing and knowing myself that I could I had no backup to work with in order to say look I've done this I should be playing over these guys because I shouldn't have been really so obviously again that sort of led me back to the path of leaving Bracknell and going to play and sort of proving to people that I could do it. Uh, we were speaking to Mick Woodham uh, a few days ago um obviously the uh, Windsor town manager when you were there and he was saying that um, he was watching you at a trial game. He was with uh, Baker and Underwood, the uh, Slough town bosses. Um, 
Were you aware that uh, people um, further up the leagues were looking at you? And um, what was? Uh, how did you end up at Windsor? How did the connection happen? And how did you end up there? So the game that they're talking about was a trial game at Arden Park, funny enough. Um, yeah. And that was held by Ash Smith, who was a coach at Windsor when I first yeah. joined them. Um, so I worked with a coach, uh, Michael Butcher, who was at Bracknell last season, or the yeah. start of this season. Um, and he knew Mick from a time at Windsor. And he sort of said that Windsor's a good option, that good people at the club. Um, it would suit you to go and spend a year there. Um, so, as I say, Mick was at that trial game. And in that trial game, I think I scored a hat-trick. And Mick was actually watching with Bates and Anderson, he said, which I didn't actually realise. I knew that they were there, sort of speaking to players about contracts at that level. But, I mean, for me, that level wasn't even in my sight at that point. It was sort of find a club that I know I'm going to play every week, surrounded by good people and a manager that trusts me and that lets me just express the fact that I can play at that level and we'll see where it takes me. So, yeah, as I say, scoring a hat-trick in that game sort of helped add approaches from, I think, I think it was a step three club, a step four club, and then all of the local step five clubs. Um, <laughs> and to be honest with you, a couple of opinions, Butch being one of them, did push me towards Windsor. But the main factor of it was really the phone call with Mick. Um, he spent sort of 25, 30 minutes on the phone to me explaining what he thinks he could give me, why he thinks the club would be good for me. Um, he talked about the players a little bit and it just sold me straight away. So, as I say, that's what that's what led me to Windsor. And as I say, in my eyes, it was definitely the right decision. Um, it certainly was. Look, Just looking quickly at the stats, 39 goals in 45 games. And that's considering uh, you had a, a reasonable injury layoff that season as well. I think Mick said you could have easily scored another 10 were it not for that when we spoke to him. D- did you expect it to go quite as well as that? It, I, I went into the season with no expectations, really, because obviously I hadn't spent a full season at that level. I, there's always, You've always got doubts in your head of, am I going to get found out or am I going to prove people right I always believed that I could prove people that I could play at that level and didn't necessarily doubt at that but it was a case of look now you've been given the opportunity the pressure's on to actually do it and um, as I say when I went to Windsor it was a case of look they're giving me the opportunity to play up front where I want to play um, and they're giving me the opportunity to almost free roam as, as Nick said the other day I had a listen and he said there was defensive parts of the game that I needed to do which I necessarily hadn't done at levels before um so I made sure I worked hard on sort of getting the defensive side of it right but when it came to attacking they sort of gave me a free role to do what I wanted and I think I started the season including the FA Cup games on about eight goals in five games and I thought (laughs) I thought surely this is not going to be how it all carries on and obviously with the injury and stuff it didn't but it definitely as you said went better than I expected and as I say, the numbers are what people look at really as well as performances and I was sort of happy to be able to score a good amount of goals at that level. Um, and then obviously towards the end of the season, Slough came in uh, to and, and kind of, were you, were you dual registered at the start of the season or was it was it towards the end of the season? No, so I I actually left Bracknell and signed for Windsor yeah. um, permanently and I wasn't linked to any other yeah. club. Um, and then for the first half of the season I was purely Windsor and then after Christmas we had a couple of seven days come in from 
it was a club at the same level and also a club at step three. And Mick actually rang me straight away when they came in and I said no straight away because, I mean, as he said, I'd been advised look, to spend the whole season at the club. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily agree with and believe that the right way of going things about it is moving from club to club in a season and playing for four different clubs in one season yeah. because it's not going to give off the right message. And as I say, when, when he sort of came forward and said, look, we've had an approach from these and we've had an approach from these, they didn't come across as the right moves at the time and I don't think they would have helped me going forward. But about middle of February, end of February was when Bates approached uh, Windsor and also called me. And it was just, it felt like the right move. It was local. It was obviously three divisions higher. So again, it was going to be another big leap and it was going to be a, a challenge in my eyes. But also I felt, again, I felt the excitement of I've got another opportunity to now prove to people that I can do it at that level, which was a considerable jump because... I mean, a jump from, for example, step five to step three is big, but the National League sort of a whole different whole different level in itself. Um, and it was just exciting for me that an approach had been made at that level and I sort of grabbed it with both hands, really. How did you find the step up initially? I mean, like you say, it's a big jump. So, uh, yeah. yeah, going from step five to step two. I mean, big physically was obviously the main thing I think a lot of people would know uh, physically it was it was difficult um, after two or three training sessions I remember the first training session going in and thinking this is quick like this is very <laughs> quick um, <laughs> the intensity the tempo I mean you've got you remember you've got a mix of group there of players that have been at that level for a while players who have obviously come through the promotions with Slough and also a, a good sort of mix of ex-professionals so you've got a good group of heads there and obviously they train like they play. Like A training session is exactly how we approach a 90-minute game on a Saturday and I think that's how it should be. But obviously for me, it was a case of I need to sort of get up to speed and sort of learn to work with the intensity that they were and believe that you want to win as much of a training game as you do on a Saturday afternoon. And as soon as you sort of pick that up, you get to grips with it. And I think within two or three weeks, I sort of had the intensity and the tempo and of course, the technical ability, I sort of believed I would be able to sort of compare at that level. But yeah, the physicality side of it was definitely definitely something I knew straight away that I needed to work on and sort of have been since. Well, obviously, the first part of uh, your Slough career, you were dual registered. Did playing at Slough, or how did playing or and training with Slough affect you um, in your Windsor games when you came back there and were uh, still turning out for Windsor? I mean... The boys at Windsor were great. The whole group was sort of brilliant with it. Of course, you've got the banter and stuff that comes with sort of making the step up. Um, but the whole yeah. club were brilliant with it. I sort of, if they had a game on Tuesday night, I would play for Windsor. Um, if Slough wanted me, then Windsor worked with Slough to sort of allow me to go. But I mean, I think it was definitely more of a positive than a negative because for me, I brought aspects that I had learned from Slough into Windsor's game. So sort of using my body more and sort of working on the physical side in them games so that when I go back to Slough, it's not a case of getting back into a rhythm of not having to use my body as much and then obviously getting found out at that level. But yeah, it was um, it was a good mix because obviously I was then learning from better players, better environment um, and taking it into the level to sort of carry on producing for Windsor, which is obviously what I wanted to do. I, I committed to Windsor for the season and I didn't want to leave Windsor before the end of the season. I wanted to see it out. I wanted to play when they needed me and play when they wanted me to. And that sort of worked well. I think clubs sort of worked together in making sure that happened. 
Um, Dan, that that first uh, that first Slough training session, I, I presume it's no longer like it was, kind of kind of sort of twenty years ago, where the where the new lad they they stick a stick a heavy challenge on the new lad. I presume it wasn't. I presume it wasn't like that <laughs> at all. Um, what what was that kind of welcome like when you when you went over to Slough that first time? Bearing in mind they will have known known who you were, where you were coming up from. What what was that like? Yeah, I mean, I mean for me, obviously, it was difficult approaching it in the way of it's a step out of your comfort zone. So like I mentioned earlier with Bracknell, I was very much inside that. I was playing week in, week out with all my friends I knew from years before. Um, you didn't have the feeling of going into a new environment with new people. Um, Windsor was my first experience of that. Um, but obviously that was again different because it was the age group that were around my age. Um, footballers that had sort of come through with me and played with me before and I obviously knew of them whereas going into Slough you've got a lot of big characters so a lot of them are older a lot of them are more experienced and like you said there you're coming from a level where some of them have played but also some of them haven't so it's like well they you get the impression well, are they looking at me and thinking well is he good enough can he do it is he worth coming from step five to step two it's a big jump obviously there's doubts that go in your mind of are they thinking these things? But I mean, I couldn't have one complaint about my sort of welcome into Slough. I think every single one of them, I don't have one complaint about. They welcomed me really well. Obviously, I was the youngest in the group by a couple. Of, I think the next oldest as well was he was about 24. So I was by far the youngest in the group. And um, I found it better because I felt like I learned more. Um, you sort of had figures to look up to going forward and it helps definitely even now playing with these players every week because if I need help I can go to them and if I'm in the middle of training for example Sam Togwell will play against me and he'll he'll help me with something that I'll do wrong in the middle of a training session I just find them things really helpful in regards to going forward because it means I'll learn a lot and it means I'll become a better player when I'm going to uh, I guess to sort of round out your uh, Windsor career Obviously, uh, last season, Windsor had a really good run in the FA Vars and yeah. uh, managed to get to the quarterfinals. Uh, what memories do you have of that um, that sort of cup run and, you know, the excitement of like being only a couple of games away from uh, a Wembley final? I mean, I have pretty much fully good memories. Um, I think, obviously, the, the exit was probably the bad one, which is probably fairly self-explanatory, but... Yeah, I mean, I think I remember building up to it. I'd scored in every round, building up to the Biggleswade game. Um, and as I say, uh, most games we went into as underdogs, and it's sort of, I, I prefer that because sort of eyes are on you to think, well, are they going to get through this round? And the more you go on the next round, the next round, people are thinking, surely they can't go any further. <laughs> and then I, um, yeah, I went through a poor patch in December after the injury. I came back from the injury, scored a couple, and then went on a spell of probably four or five games where I hadn't scored. And obviously at that level for me at that last season, that was really sort of strange. I didn't know how to deal with that. And I sort of started feeling the pressure again. Um, and then we had a break between Boxing Day and January, and we had a FA Vars game on January the 6th, I think it was. Um started January anyway, and I scored a hat-trick in that game, and that sort of kicked it off again. So that was probably probably the best memory of the FA Vars that day as a whole. Yeah. We um, we sort of went as complete underdogs and as I say ended up coming out on top. It was cool. um it was the, the court finals of the year before. Uh, it was the fifth round last season That's that, that uh, yeah. 
Um, yeah, sorry, uh, three games away from Wembley. I was just, My bad. I was just envisaging <laughs> the tweets telling us how uh, <laughs> that we were wrong. <laughs> sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, Dan, tell us a little bit about your your Slough Town teammates. As you mentioned, there's a there's a good range of of ex pros uh, players that have kind of at that level played at that level a long time. Who who are the players that that you kind of that you kind of look to for that kind of inspiration? That you, you mentioned you mentioned Lee was it Lee Togwell or Sam you mentioned. Sam, I mentioned. Um, so you know who who are the players in there? Who are the ones that um, that kind of get the team going? Who, who are the, we we spoke to Gareth Ainsworth a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about his generals in the changing room and the, the people mm-hmm. that are relying. Who are they in the Slough Town dressing room? I mean, the obvious one, Sam. Um, obviously, haven't played at sort of professional level. He's come down and as our captain, he's obviously brilliant. Like he'll be the one that's sort of speaking to everyone individually before a game, minutes before we go out. Um, he'll be sort of speaking to everyone one by one and saying, look, make sure you do this, remember this. Um, goals for the strikers, that first tackle for a defender. Um, but, I mean, amongst the group, you've still then got five or six other big individuals. Um, you've got sort of Scott Davis, Ben Harris, um, Niz. You've got Mark Niz, but you've got players that will will constantly be speaking in the change room making sure that people are up for the game making sure people are ready you've got Lee who again he's a little bit quieter than Sam but with his knowledge of football he'll he'll pull you aside during the warm-up and say look these two centre-halves that we're playing against today they're not going to like you doing that um make sure you do that we'll get joy and some games we've done exactly that and it has come out in a goal or something so yeah you've, you've obviously got the Sam who is the main one for me as a skipper, but you've got sort of five or six players in there as well that like to sort of build up before a game and get you ready. Um, and and I, I can't not ask you about bakes and unders as well. What are what are they like to uh, they, what are they like to work for? Because obviously they've worked their way up from from the from the non league game as managers, same as you've worked your way up as a player. What, so what are they like? What do they bring to it? I mean, first and foremost, their man management's really really good. Um, I've probably only experienced that one sort of twice before, um, but not like Bates and Unders. I think in regards to keeping you in, in the loop of what's going on and on a game day and if you ever need anything Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, whenever it is, you can you can always phone them or drop them a message and they'll always be open to having a conversation with you. Um, but as managers, like I think they're brilliant. Like I really enjoy playing for them. Um, They'll, they'll tell you you've done something wrong if you need to but a lot of the time their approach is very positive um, team talks before a match half time team talks we could be 1-0 up or 1-0 down we'll always look at the positive side of it as opposed to turn into any negatives um, and for me that's important because I'm a player that plays off encouragement and positivity um, I'm not really a player that looks at getting grilled for doing something and then responds that way um it, it's possible but for me i like to praise i like being told that i've done something well if i haven't been done something well then i like i like the sort of constructive criticism and the positive side of it i think that helps and with them it comes in sort of floods talking of uh, uh positivity i think i'm right in saying your first game for Sloudstown, you uh, were man of the match uh in in the fixture um What's that like? I mean, the step up to step two has got to be pretty daunting and intimidating. But then to get out there and get like a man of the match award under your belt early doors, that's got to be, you know, settle you down at that level and give you some sort of confidence. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, so I actually 
I actually appeared on the bench for Slough against Hampton away last year, which was my first sort of appearance in the squad for them. And you mm. say about the step up in level. For me, it was a really big step up because I sort of went from playing in front of 70 people at Windsor or mm. or whatever whatever ground it was to then going in front of 660 people at Hampton. And that I mean, that that's a very average attendance at that level. Um but for me, it was such a big jump up that you sort of found yourself sitting on the bench looking around thinking, this is crazy. <laughs> like, this is crazy. And I, I remember Sam Sam scored that day past 1-0 up and we must have had about 200 fans behind the goal. And I thought, as they cheered, I sort of looked at it and thought, oh my gosh, like that is seriously something crazy. And as I said, I didn't end up coming on for that game, but the Hemel-Hempstead game was the game that Bates rung me on the Thursday night after training on the way home and said... Mick's just told me you haven't got a game on the Saturday. Did you want to... We're looking to get you started. I said, OK. Um, he said, yeah, you'll be starting, so get yourself ready. So, for me, I sort of had a day then to think, oh, God, I need to get myself ready. We were at home um, in front of a game. I think we had about 750 that day, seven 800, something around there. And for me, I've never experienced playing in front of that many people before. So, to go out there and sort of put in a good performance... Probably should have scored one or two as well, which was um, disappointing. But yeah, to then get them out of the match, it was it was definitely a booster in regards to me saying, look, you can do it. You can definitely definitely play at this level. And with a bit of time training, playing around the sort of club and the players that I'm playing with, you'll uh, you'll definitely get there. Yeah, and um, well, first full season. Well, I would say full season. It's it's sort of been cut short. But first full, uh, yeah, full season at Slough and. Uh, You've got 12 goals under your belt, and I think um, seven of those have come since Christmas, so in, in the last sort of two and a half months or so. Um, would it be fair to say that your your game is improving still from being at Slough and you're starting to get more used to the level and, you know, push on um, performance-wise? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, I, I never really... I look forward, but not too far. I mean, for me, now I'm at step two, my aim is to prove myself at this level and get used to this level mm-hmm. because it's a big jump up and for me to score 12 goals is obviously really really good because I, like I said at the start I never expected to even play as much let alone sort of have the impact of goals um, but I, I think I remember scoring my first goal in the league against Bath and from there I just sort of started to feel more comfortable at the level um, again learning and training things like using my body more um, I know there's not a lot of me but <laughs> Using the body in the right way can definitely be effective. And again, the flip side of it is avoiding body contact where I can because that's my game. Like that will suit my game and that will sort of get me chances. So it's, it's using things that you've learned, but also learning new things in regards to how you can play at this level and prove yourself um, and obviously get the numbers and the, the goals to go with it. And Dan, just a just a couple to to round off because I think I think we're all assuming that that you could well have been playing national league top level football next season with Slough, um, you know, through either the playoffs or or even winning the league if all went all went well. Is that is that something that's where I assume that's where you want to get to national league top level and then perhaps further on? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I I've never put a cap on where I want to go. I mean, I want to go as far as I can. Um, obviously, having having friends that I've played with. At younger age groups playing at all levels of the football league, um, including the sort of championship. Now it's for me, it's endless. Like I, I now see myself at Slough, but obviously want to learn and push on. Whether that's 
with Slough onto the next level or the time comes in my career to move on and sort of step into the professional game is obviously the main aim. So, but again, like you said, my, 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 it's endless for me. I, I want to go as far as I can in the game and obviously get as high in the pyramid as I can make it. Uh, you said earlier that um, when Windsor came in for you, there were clubs at step three and step four that were coming in for you uh, at the same time. And you, uh, it was a talk from Mick that uh, kept you or just made you decide to go to Windsor. Uh, and you've been seemed quite considered in your choices, like Slough being quite uh, local to you, maybe giving you a, a good uh, support base. Um, what what would um, interest you in? Uh, what would a, a club have to um, provide for you to want to move further up the league with them? Uh, for example, if a club, you know, it, a professional club was coming in, what what would you, uh, what would you look for in that club um, for you to want to move there? I think. The group you're playing with is so important. Um, obviously, that can have a big effect on your performances and also the feel you have around the club on match days and training and things like that. So the group of players would be important. Um, but mainly a platform to play. Like For me, I'm arguably getting to a, the most important stage of my career as the years go on, sort of year by year. And um, as I say, they sort of get more important as I go. And... For me now, I haven't really got time to step into the professional game, not have an impact, and then sort of start coming the other way. Um, for me, that's not the aim. So I would have to know that the manager has a platform for me to play. It's going to give me an opportunity. Um, and also the, the sort of chance to play full-time is important for me because playing every day, you're going to improve naturally, whether that's fitness-wise, whether that's technically, whether that's mentally um you you don't know you're going to improve in all different ways but yeah that's the most important thing for me is the platform to play and the trust in the club and the team that you go to that the manager and the group of boys feel that you can play at that level and give you the chance to do so dan just one last one for me toughest defender you faced this season <laughs> um so we went to Maidstone away. This is the easiest question you've asked me. All <laughs> we went to Maidstone away. Um, it was the second game I was back and it was in front of about 2,500 people. And they had, I think, Ella Kobe. Oh, yes. Who was the next Wolves centre-half. And he had me exactly where he wanted me for probably 65 minutes until I came off. That was by far the hardest, hardest, defender I've come up against and because he knew he was probably at the other end of his career to me he wasn't maybe going to outpace me but he was big he was strong he pulled my shirt probably about 90 times throughout that 60 minutes um little kicks little knocks and yeah he was he was by far the toughest opponent <laughs> <laughs> Dan thanks ever so much Rob did you have anything else you wanted to ask oh go on then I've got uh, one more similar vein to round off um so uh, long gone are the days where we four four two is the only formation. But um, as you corrected Tom earlier, um, you're a striker <laughs> rather than a winger. Um, do you prefer to play um, up front? Uh, what what's your preferred formation with you as the striker? And if it is in a two, who is your uh, who is your favourite strike partner? I mean, so we when I first came back in after the suspension this season, we we were playing two up front, um, and me and oh. Ben Harris and. Playing with Ben really helped me because he's sort of constantly in my ear, not in a bad way, um, but just making sure I do the hard work, making sure I do the the sort of 
heart, the, the bad side of the game as much as the, the footballing side of the game. Um, he's obviously very hard-working, um, loves a tackle, and that sort of brings out the best in me in regards to my work rate and pressing. Um, so, in a two, it's definitely sort of that side of it with Ben and the footballing side with Manny Williams. Um, playing with him suits my game a lot because I like the off-the-shoulder off the runs and with him slipping balls through, it's, it makes it easy for me to sort of create sort of five or six chances of the game. Um, but since I think it was Bath at home this season, we've, we changed to a 4-5-1, which is obviously mm. only one opportunity for a striker, but I've obviously been lucky enough to play that role a lot this season. It really works because of the amount of players you've got in behind you. You've got the, the sort of like Matt Lynch, you've got Lee Togwell, you've got Scott Davis, we've been a Simon Dunn before he took some time out. And for me, that was really good because the movement in them as well. And I sort of had the free roam to move across the back four and make them runs and pick up spaces. And I think that's where a lot of my goals came from was the space in the middle being created for me up front and being played in behind. So, yeah, I, I would definitely say for me, it's favours playing a one. But whenever we played in a two, there's players in that squad that can really bring out the best in you. Cheers, Dan. Thank you. Um, last, very final question. We ask this to everybody just at the end, just to help everybody who's stuck at home. Um, is there a box set or, or TV show you're watching at the moment you'd recommend for everyone? Oh, um, I mean, I can imagine everyone's probably done it, but Sunderland, till I die, oh. they've come out the season two. So I watched that all in the day it came out. <laughs> um, I recently finished Queen of the South. Um, that was not something I'd usually watch, but that was absolutely amazing. So I would recommend that to anyone. And I'm about to, not just now, but this evening, going to start on season four of Money Heist, which is another one that definitely people need to have a look at. Dan Roberts, thank you. Lovely. Thank you very much. No um, that was the Berkshire Football Stories podcast pub, but not in a pub chat with Slough Town striker Dan Roberts. You can see more in this series by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. Please subscribe for all the latest. And if you have a minute, please give us a rating and a review. All that's left to say is it's goodbye from me, Tom. Uh, it's goodbye from Rob. Goodbye, everyone. And it's goodbye from Dan. Cheers, guys.